0: Grab a snack. Come on in. This is Bob and Joyce. We're former HROD executives who want to support other HROD professionals in doing large, high impact, bold work in a time that really needs the values and skills of HR and OD. In these podcasts, we will share our experiences on topics
1: that are relevant both to you and today's business world. We're both glad you're here. Welcome. Grab a snack. Come on in. So, Joyce.
0: Hey, Bob. Hey, welcome what's to up? Bob.
1: And, welcome to Bob and Joyce. Yeah. What's up? You sound mysterious. Hey, I'm very mysterious today because <laughs> I want to talk to you about something that is very particular to you. That I think is part of your genius. Um, that has really come to the fore in doing our prep for this podcast. So are
0: you ready? No, I don't know if I'm ready or not. (laughs) My deep gravelly voice.
1: You know, so uh, give me two examples of perhaps one of the smaller intimate either meetings that you've facilitated, so a small intimate gathering that you facilitated, and then a large-scale event. Could you give me two examples of each? Where
0: in the hell did this come from, from our intro? Well, you're go- you've got to wait and see with our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say, when have you followed an idea? <laughs> and I had answers. Um, <laughs> well, I, let's see, a small one or a smallish one was uh, a top executive team, and you were there, and we decided to do, I think it was two days, I'm not positive, of dialogue conversation with no set focus, no tight agenda, no iPad, no flip charts, simply conversation. Um, And it went all over the place. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And when it would get too confusing, I would call a two-minute silent break, and it would just right itself and get back on track. And the outcome was a top food retailing team realizing and it was both good and bad, that what they liked to apply was really good people, principles, in a tough environment like food retailing. They liked that challenge and wanted to push the edge of, and that means you, you were there too, progressive uh, approaches not just to people in a one-on-one way but systemic and what was the chagrin a little was they kind of didn't care if they could, would do it in any industry as long as it was tough and they managed to do it so in a funny way it put food retailing below it put people before the business but it had to be a challenging business to kind of um It was was a group that liked to be challenged.
1: Yep, yeah. So
0: that's one example. And it was pretty, I got pretty sweaty-handed because um, food retailers don't like empty space. Oh, hell no. I remember
1: we were all, I remember that we were all kind of nervous and perhaps our nervousness came through with a little bit of impatience. Where the hell are we going with this? Oh yeah, yeah. So here's so I don't need two examples because I asked you for a small, intimate example, and what you shared feels pretty big and pretty uh, broad in terms of the potential impact.
0: Well, but it, but it was small in the number of people. Yeah, yeah. And the CEO was very willing to experiment. Yeah. But I had to say over and over again, we are going against the grain to take this approach but you have done team building you've done structured approaches to strategy and policy what you haven't had is a deep conversation about what drives you and it really went all around the mulberry bush and but when when that statement came out it was like a big relief hmm. it was a big relief because they, maybe the, you as a group didn't realize it was people doing good people, policy, and work principles strategically across a system in a tough environment. Yeah. And the tough environment just happened to be food retailing.
1: Okay, so I'm going to ask you, on the continuum, uh, this broadcast podcast is about sharing our wins, our successes, our uh, flops no. and failures. So on the continuum of fa- failures and flops to grand moments uh, and successes, where where does that meeting kind of fall out for you?
0: Uh, is it a one to 10 scale?
1: Uh, yeah, let's make it a one to 10, 10 being... <laughs> Like,
0: like the doctor, where's your pain?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would say six. Oh, really? Well, maybe more. Maybe more because it was. I don't know.
1: Okay, so I, I so here's where I'm going. So I kind of uh, share why I asked the question
0: because you had an answer.
1: I no, I don't have an answer, but I'm going to have you provide the answer. Uh, as someone who can perhaps tell us a little bit about why things work and end up being sixes and sevens and eights versus twos and threes and fours. What I rediscovered in our work together so far is your patience and meticulous attention to the small things, the medium-sized things, and the big things to get it right. Wow. Huh. And, and um, I think I'll contrast that with me. Um, sometimes good enough is enough. And what I've rediscovered and I appreciate so much about your work and working together is that you leave nothing to chance and every detail covered.
0: <laughs> and nobody would think that would be true of me. It is well, true. It is true. I but mean, nobody knows it. <laughs> nobody nobody
1: in that room at the meeting, that two-day meeting, uh, you know, I think we all left feeling good about the experience and good about what we generated and probably thought that we were all the reason it happened. Oh. And, and it had little to do with the preparation that went into it by you. So could you kind oh, of okay. share with our listeners as as you plan for any event, small, medium size, or large, What's your thought process in terms of
0: your meticulous attention to detail? I'm just want, I just would like to put this on a billboard because I can never find my car keys, my wallet, a document that I want. But the the people I worked with used to be shocked because I look so loose and fluid, and then I would get real tight. Yeah. All of a sudden, and they'd go, "What the hell? What are you doing?" <laughs> I'd say well, anyhow. um, So, what's that all about, Joyce? If we use the example of creating the intro to our podcast, I wait for a moment. I almost—it's almost in my stomach when I go. Yes, at last, it's authentic. It's realized. I can do it, and I'm not afraid because it isn't phony. Now, how to translate that into the preparation for a large meeting? Well, and also I follow the excitement of an idea. And yeah. I, think I, I think I sold and shared exciting ideas pretty well. But to bring them to fruition, um, like when we had store managers facilitate tables for a vision thing, yeah. I worked with them ahead of time (laughs) to be ready for that. And then it looked really easy. Well,
1: you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was going to be one of the examples. If you couldn't translate it from our podcast preparation to your OD preparation planning, uh, I was going to give you an example that oftentimes you would get with facilitators, table coaches, before the event. Yep. And then, perhaps right after our morning session to kind of regroup. Yes. And, and I just remember the tightness. Yeah. Uh, my word of yep. how you conducted those meetings. Gosh, I'm glad to hear that about me. <laughs> well, no, there was, there was no flabbiness. Like, so no. if we all get together and we're feeling good about how things went in the morning and how we mm-hmm. were, you were always good at getting us grounded into, so that's behind. Mm-hmm. Um we got some real work to do this afternoon.
0: Yeah. It, um, what was I just now thinking of? Oh, I'm remembering when we had a future search, which we can talk about another time, with the H.R. Department of Hannaford Brothers.: Yeah. And we brought in a slice of the population working at retail but I had two meetings beforehand to have every person in HR ready to facilitate discussion at the tables. So it did a multiple level of things. It really, and and that meant every single person who worked in, in HR, secretaries, officers, whatever. We were there to serve and listen and host a discussion about what was needed for the future, and out of it came the diversity work, which happened, what, 20 years ago at Hanford? Yeah. And there was a, a funny part that I insisted on, and, and this was a detail, was that every HR person would take a turn going to the door and walking the, the uh, guest in, and there was a continuous flow of people in and out, and it just warmed up. It softened the system in OD talking to show HR was there to serve. And um, they at first they said, no, why don't I want to do that? Maybe they want to go see somebody. I said, no, we, they are our guests. We're going to bring them in, say hello at the door, and bring them into the room. Anyhow, so that's a multi-level description of preparation, not to mention a design.
1: Well, you know, when I think about design and your attentiveness to detail. I mean, that whole, and I remember it, I'm like, gosh, I do remember that now that literally welcoming people and having people feel, you know, that they were, you know, welcome and putting them at ease and comfort. I mean, that was something that probably in the moment seemed seamless, but had a a big impact on people getting
0: settled and playing into their role. Yeah. uh, It set the tone. It treated retailers guests. It got Every single person in HR doing skilled work. Yep. And, <laughs> and here's a crazy intuitive trick that worked. I put a bunch of Nerf balls at every table. And I said to the retail guests, when you think we're talking bullshit or not hearing you, I want you to throw Nerf balls. Because <laughs> we'll, then we'll know it. I, what I don't want is for you to sit there and quiet and tolerate a meeting, because we because we had to juggle a lot of schedules and logistics to get you all here, and so we really want to use it. And of course, they bombarded our boss.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say, is that the meeting at the end? Like we see a hundred nerf balls coming up to the front of the room our dear leader.
0: <laughs> oh no, because he didn't. And part of we really did that after lunch, to say, we're going to recap what we heard. Yeah. If we don't get it right, you got to let us know. <laughs> I don't know what he said. Oh, but my anyway. God. anyway. So,
1: you know, I'm going to tell you um, uh, a story that, uh, and I can't remember what the meeting was, uh, but it was one where uh, it was right before the meeting was getting started. Uh, you know how you have those butterflies. Uh-huh. Well. And um, think,
0: why on earth did I agree? Yes, to this?
1: yes. And you turned to me and said, um, hey, Bob, check the men's room and just make sure there are towels and toilet paper in there. I'll go check the ladies' room. And I thought, is she serious? And you were serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, for our listeners, this is the level, I mean, it almost seems absurd, but the level of detail begins with not only making people feel welcome and greeted, but making sure that there's Enough your basic consult, needs the basic <laughs> needs are being met, and to this day, when i'm conducting, I facilitate a number of classes before uh, we all went remote, and before a meeting, I would go in to check and make sure that we had toilet paper and that the desk was clean
0: now, this is the year of toilet paper it is the year of toilet paper <laughs> the theme for the year, but um, and you know actually. We have to spend some time on how, how many wonderful people we worked with who got that. It's not like I taught it. They 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 had it and I allowed it. Or they had it and I brought it out because um we yeah, we were dedicated to creating the atmosphere that made things work. And we can probably have Here's a whole question on that.
1: Yeah, It's a huge nugget. I yeah. mean, there's the design of whatever you're doing, and then there's this kind of underlying what needs to be right in the environment to have the most productive conversations, outcomes, decisions made, whatever. Right.
0: That's how you get coherence. Yeah. And coherence paves the way for good work. But I'm thinking um, at a leadership college, that was getting flabby, I was afraid. And at the end, I said, all of you need to be ready to present your point of view about what you've learned and what's needed in your company, because this was people from various companies. And you need to address formally. Mm. And then Eric Jan and I went around and we had candles in the room. and as you know a podium and it had to be 3 minutes long that snapped everybody into attention and into tension and then created powerful endings and the next day when the magic w- was not there you know not that moment of we've done it and then they gave one another feedback about was that a point of view that would galvanize your company. Hmm. And so that was, but anyhow, it was that for, suddenly we needed a formal atmosphere. It yeah. had gotten sloppy. Yeah.
1: So um so
0: it, we're yeah. all over the place on this. Well, one, no,
1: probably. I don't think, I think we're talking about as an OD uh, change agent is someone who's leading the organization through any kind of challenging conversation or transformative, uh, you know, meeting the notion of being impatient mm-hmm. with, with either flabbiness in the room, mm-hmm. lack of preparation on the parts of those people that are working with you. Mm-hmm. I, to this day, when I'm, I mean, I don't consciously say, here's Joyce. But I know that if I feel people are being a little bit flabby or perhaps a little bit cavalier, uh-huh. I will intentionally kind of tighten up the tension uh-huh. about what we're stepping into. Uh-huh. And I, so my encouragement is everyone be a little bit like Joyce or a lot of it. Oh, like don't
0: me. say that. I, yes. No, okay. Joyce. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Just manage. And, and this is true of a CEO too. manage the tension slash pain of your organization or of the meeting, the pain to do something different. It's always, it scares, my hands are sweaty right now because you brought up a topic I wasn't ready for. Yeah. But the tension brought forth something good for me, better than if we'd planned it, I think. Oh, yes. And it created quite a bit of tension, not, a, you know, because eh, I knew we didn't have to use this. But you said, oh, I've got an idea and I'm going to go with it. And I said, great. He's going to talk about, I know he's going to say, "What? how do you follow a, why do you follow an idea that excites you?
1: <laughs> well, I, I promise you we'll do that. We're in, not going to we'll, do
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll
1: do that in an upcoming episode. But I, I wanted to kind of strike while well the call is hot. Good. Uh, following your real determination, as you said earlier, about when we get it right, you, it'll Feel right you'll know it in your gut and I I really felt that that was kind of a touchstone of why you were so good as kind of the conductor of the orchestra of conducting Mm -hmm. meetings and interventions because you would be the one person and I learned from it uh, that would be adamant about attentiveness to detail following the energy in the room Creating tightness when flabbiness existed and wasn't productive, and creating some light moments when the tension was impacting people's ability to break through. Nice summary. Okay, so that's uh, that oh, for today, the, end of the game. We'll hope <laughs> you uh, join us again for our next exciting episode. Uh, that Joyce, I'll let you pick the next one and surprise me. Oh, okay. Thank you for joining us on the bob and joyce podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work for more information please visit us at bobandjoyce.com if you like today's podcast please click subscribe and even better give us a quick review on apple podcasts it supports us and helps others define the show If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcast. Until the next time, be well and be safe.